Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. operational experience, personal crisis management, and drone technology expertise has allowed him to develop training courses designed specifically with public safety personnel in mind. These classes cover current industry trends and drone technologies while providing critical, relevant information to first responders, emergency management, and public safety officials. So without further ado, let's welcome David Young to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, David. Hey, thank you, sir. It's awesome to have you here. I'm glad we were able to connect. Uh, just less than a week ago, we actually were connected, I think. And uh, I once, once I seen your your intro from, I think, Sean, I said, yeah, I got to have him on here. Sean didn't want to come on, but he wanted you to come on in, in his stead, I guess. So <laughs> he, he volunteered you, told you to come on or volunteered you to come on, yeah. however you put it. But uh, here we are, and uh, I'm glad to have you here. I just gave a little blurb about you. If you don't mind, tell us a little more about, uh, about yourself from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are now. Yeah, so uh, I'm David. Uh, I'm here local to North Carolina, born and raised. Um, about 23 is when I decided I would pursue a law enforcement uh, career. 
I uh, went through the academy uh, with uh, one of the third largest city in uh, North Carolina. Um, that time I became an officer graduating from the academy. I uh, was on patrol for probably about six years. Uh, during my time there, earned a couple of awards, life-saving medal, a couple of the officer of the month, you know, awards, stuff like that. Uh, and then I really went to a more specialized unit. Um, which is a community resource team. It's kind of nicknamed the Jump Out Squad, very proactive into uh, narcotics and guns and violence offenders. Um, during my time with uh, the department, I've, I've been in three critical incidents. Um, and right around that uh, third one is I was on the uh, drone team for the department, <clears throat> taking classes, came across a class um, taught by uh, a gentleman named Ralph, owner of Public Safety UAS at the time. Uh, I started teaching for him and probably about two years ago now, he offered me the business. Uh, you know, I purchased that from him and that's really where we've kind of uh, really dedicated more to public safety uh, and growing it from there. That's outstanding. And sometimes it's just a, it takes a good connection to get yeah. you into the right uh, glide path to where you go and, and uh how far is your reach with public safety UAS now? Is it just uh, North Carolina? I know with the web, we can go anywhere. So do you train all over? Yeah. Or just uh, we're, we're, we you know just made a partnership. We're, we've trained in North Carolina, and we've done extensive training in West Virginia, Virginia. Uh, we've looked at South Carolina a little bit. Uh, but we just made a partnership that we're really going to take that really to the next step and really offer classes throughout the country. Outstanding. I know this is a growing need for a lot of the smaller, uh, I think, departments need this class more than the larger departments right now. So I think the larger departments had their foot in the door a little earlier since they had the the income, the budget set aside for these things and say, hey, you, like a New York or a Charlotte in your case, they, they have the big money to do this stuff. And maybe they don't have the money for the training. So this is where you would step in and say, hey, look, we can do it for X and, and help them out. Has that been your approach right now to try to sell it? Yeah. So, I mean, we we really, you know, our approach is, hey, you know, we're public safety and we're teaching a class for you in your public safety agency. So what we found is even the larger departments take uh, North Carolina Department of Public Safety over all the corrections in North Carolina. You know, we had a, a meeting with them and it went great. And uh, in there was one of their, you know, really high up guys. And also in there was one of their lower guys that happened to be a drone pilot. And so something that he said to me was, you know, well, why do we need your class? And he wasn't being rude. He was asking a question. I said, okay, you know, understand by asking me that I'm going to put your guy in the hot seat here. And so let me go ahead and apologize. But I asked him, I said, you know, to the drone pilot, hey, do you know what an SGI is in the drone world? And he said, no. Well, that's why you need this class, you know, because if you don't know what an SGI is or special government interest for public safety and drone flights, then you're telling me that you're either, you know, saying screw the rules and doing what you want and hopefully you don't get caught or you're not flying maybe when you should be. So. Yeah. You're flying when you shouldn't be, yes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you get them up to FAA 107, or is that expected for them to have that before they come to your training? No, so, I mean, pretty much all of our classes we're able to do without Part 107. You know, the, the first class that we really started was a five-day class, and it really went over Part 107, setting up a drone program, you know, the different drones that are out there and what they're used for. It was for those departments that are really looking into to getting into the drone world or expanding their drone team. So you definitely didn't need to be part 107 for that. We did uh, three days of classroom, you know, talking about regulations, both federal and local North Carolina, and pretty much every state has their own uh, local regulations. We'll do airspace, which is just 
something that if you're not a, a manned aviation pilot, then it, it's something that's going to take a minute to get, you know, some time with and Latin long. Uh, that's probably one of my least favorite topics to teach, but, you know, teaching a, a police officer Latin long, is like going back to fifth grade and, you know, longitude runs north and south, but it measures east and west, right? So, yeah, so we teach that uh, weather, METARs, all this manned aviation knowledge that is heavy in the part 107. And then we'll actually take them outside for two days and get some hands on stick time that first day really, you know, spending time. So, was, you know, this is what your left stick does. This is what your right stick does. And then that second day really going into more how you're going to use in the public safety field, whether that be suspicious packages or looking for missing persons, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. There's a lot of uses in a, the first responder world for, for drones, especially it, it keeps the police officer from having to go into a building if they can see inside with the camera or on a roof to see if there is there any danger from above. But fire department, the same thing. They can look in and see what they see, what they can see without going in and causing that harm that maybe they might lose a person, but then now they're just losing maybe a $300 drone instead of a human. So it's, it adds a lot of value to the, the program for you. Yes, sir. So while you were a police officer, do you think uh, it would have been better for you, especially with the jump out squad, to have, say, a, a handheld drone you can just pop up before going into, like, narcotic, a narcotic situation. That's probably one of the toughest ones you got, or domestic, really. Uh, tough things to go into. Would it be better to pop up a drone or maybe even a robot? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I'm still, you know, current in law enforcement. Yeah, you know, I go back to work uh, tomorrow, actually. But, yeah, I mean, there's been so many times where we could use a drone, whether it's been, you know, barricaded subjects, um, suicidal subjects, you know, God forbid. You know, really just the presence of a drone sometimes can can mitigate that threat. Hey, you know, we're serious. This is the next level and come on out. And that that has happened or certainly, you know, a different angle when it comes to our, um, you know, our possibly a SWAT team call out. Right. Giving them a different angle of the house. One of the cool things that, um, you know, we've seen uh, and they love is they get there and our SWAT team, you know, they're they're massive. They have a ton of experience. I'm not a SWAT team member. I fly the drone for them. Um, but they get there and one of the first things they do is start, you know, Hey, you go over to this side of the house, take a picture and they start drawing it on whiteboards. Right. So I say, listen, let's step in here. We can put a spotlight on the drone, drop it down to 30 feet, do a 360 of the house for you. And you can sit here and draw it out all day, how you want on your own time. And we'll give them that firsthand perspective of it. Right. It saves them a lot of energy and time, like you said, and, and you get real time data, not the, that guy running up there, getting the sketch, coming back and saying, oh, this is what it looks like five minutes ago. You yep. can stay up there for the, the life of the battery, depending on what drone you're using, 26 minutes or whatever it is for the system that you're using at this time. Right. And that, that provides value that uh, you can't get back from that there. What's your favorite? What's your favorite platform to use? You know, I really probably my favorite right now would be the Enterprise 3. It's just such a, you know, affordable drone with a great camera on it for, you know, it's quick and easy to deploy. It's still a small size. You know, I would say that it's a lot of uh, departments go to right now. And you can, and you can put add-ons on that too. You can put the speaker on that. You can put the camera on that. You can Absolutely. change out the camera to Fleer as well, I believe. And uh, so it's really handy and it's fast. You, you can, if you have to go find someone that's on fleeing a police officer, if you don't have the dog, the, the fur bullet there, fur missile, you can have the drone above him to save the cop from running his life away to catch this young man. Yeah, absolutely. So you've seen it from both sides and and now as a salesman, now you have to be a salesman too. And have you tried to, I'm sure you didn't try to sell it to your own department because I think they'll, they'll frown upon that, but 
you can do things around to try to get them to help your own department as well. Have you been had any issues with that or what's your biggest sale right now? You know, like you said, the the department, you know, my current department, they're like, hey, we got to go through all these different channels, et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. Um, you know, and, and I hate to think of myself as a salesman and I understand in a way I am right, but I don't approach it like that. You know, I approach it to, you know, a department saying, and I have people call me every day. Hey, what, what do you suggest? Well, I could suggest you a $20,000 package, right? The M30, but that's maybe not what's necessary. And maybe that's not what you need for your, your, you know, your new team, especially, um, you know, and one of the success stories that I've heard about is, you know, we had a class uh, a couple months ago now at a fire department and that fire department had talked to a company and they bought $30,000 worth of drones for packages. And really two of those packages, they'll never, you know, take out of the box. And so once they had come through the class and there were maybe 10 of them in the class, they pretty quickly realized that. And they said, well, we, you know, we wish we had known you about you and all that. And so we looked a little bit more of their equipment and it was just, you know, very clear that, you know, the, the salesman took advantage of them and said, well, I'm going to spend every penny of your $30,000 and, and, you know, leave it to you. And when they went back to him and said, Hey, you know, this isn't what we want. We you know, we want the enterprise three. It's newer than the enterprise advance that you sold us and this, that, and the other, the salesman said, well, you, you took the plastic wrap off. We can't take it back. And I just, you know, that's, that's not treating people right. So definitely isn't. Wow. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> you looked at it too long. It's, it's yours now. Yeah. We definitely take that approach that, Hey, you know, we're public safety too. If we can save you money, we're going to save you money. We're going to tell you what we think you need and you do what you want with that knowledge. Now, some people will say, and I've had it happen. Well, yeah, that enterprise three is great, but I want the M30. Hey, you know, spend away. That's okay. If you have the budget, spend what you want to spend for. I mean, right. you know, your pocket more than I do. And I'm here to help you make those skills better. Right. Yeah. Like I told you on my side, I, I teach the opposite side of what you do. So I'm the military side. So we train them to detect and defeat as many of the, yeah. you're that same class of drone as possible. So I do get to see a lot of the new stuff that come, new birds that come out. I'd, I'd say the enterprise three is pretty nice. Uh, the Phantom four was my favorite for a while. Cause it's so versatile. It's a, it's a beautiful little rig. And I think a lot of people go to that and especially uh, the enemy loves those for some reason, cause they can, they carry capabilities of them. Crazy videos from Ukraine from them. Yes. Yes, definitely. And then like the Matrice 600 or the Matrice 800, 900, 1000s for the carry capabilities. Cartels use them all the time to fly over the border carrying yeah. drugs and stuff. So I'm sure, I'm not sure how much you see that in North Carolina, but as far as the opposite side of the fence carrying it, do you see that as well? Yeah. So, you know, we, that was our, our class that we started with was that week long part 107 class. And we have, we joke around, we have a lot of fun, but at the end of the class, I give them an eval. I say, you look, you, you eval me, what can I do better to make this class better for the next, you know, public safety coming through. And, um, you know, something that I was doing in that week long class was I was spending about an hour talking about what I'll, I'll, I call the threat of drones, right? So how are criminals using these drones to smuggle, you know, drugs and weapons into prisons? It's happening every single day. I'll show them videos of the cartel, you know, dropping bombs on another cartel and I'll tell them and I'll be straight, you know, with you as well. You know, I'm not going to pretend to care that, you know, one cartel is using a drone to drop bombs on another cartel. But I tell them, think of that and take it, you know, Christmas parade or God forbid a school. You know, and it's my personal opinion that we're, you know, one 9-11 terroristic attack 
you know, the next one's going to be using drones. And so we spent, you know, an hour showing them videos. Hey, the, here's a Glock on that somebody's put on a uh, or a Glock that somebody's put on a drone, and it's, you know, it's firing and it's working. Imagine if that happens to your uh, your agency tomorrow. And I'll end it with, you know, talking about <clears throat> at least in that one hour originally, I was ending it with asking, you know, the chief in the classroom or the captain or the sergeant, hey, this happens to your agency tomorrow. What are you doing? Right. right. And so there's a lot of whole blank stares and. I don't know. And then, of course, you're talking to cops. So somebody's like, well, I'm just going to shoot the thing down. Right. I'm like, listen, I know I've seen, you know, in my department, there's people that can't shoot at 25 yards, let alone if they're abiding by law 400 feet. Right. It's just not going to happen. And move let's say that there's a secondary device on the thing. Right. You've just created its own, you know, payload drop. Uh, so that's just not a great idea. Right. So in my evals, I was getting a whole lot of, well, you, great. You scared us. Now, can you tell us? you know, have a class, talk about more of how, you know, criminals are using drone. Let's go into more detail about it. And then let's get to the counter UAS stuff. So we've, we've really branched into that. And that's what, you know, Sean is really excelling in. He, he spoke to him and um, getting into that, you know, counter UAS world and get the information out there to the law enforcement and, and fire. Hey, there are, you know, companies out there, there are tools out there. Uh, maybe we don't have the mitigation, you know, equipment ready for us. But at least we have the detection and let's, you know, detect the drone, let's detect the pilot and let's go, you know, stop this madness from, you know, happening. And we're seeing a lot of that uh, early success in our prison systems. Uh, we have a pilot program right now in a Virginia facility that um, we, we've had some success with. So that's been great. Yeah, we've seen a lot in, uh, I think Ohio was the first state that was reporting the, the contraband getting flown in and a lot of it, not just a little bit. Like you're saying, they're they're flying weapons, drugs, money anything possible to get into their friends. But they were also forgetting that there's cameras on most prisons that see things and they can follow you back to your car or wherever you're flying from. So they wound up being roommates in the prison as well. But that doesn't stop them from doing it because it's so cheap to do that. It's a lot cheaper yeah. to fly that in and maybe risk risk a couple of years in jail for getting that in there and staying, keeping alive, I guess, with not getting your family killed for that side, for the enemy side. And I know it's spreading like wildfire and throughout this country. And like you said, it happens every single day and it's just every day. And any, at any time it's going to wind up being at school. It's going to wind up being a kid's football game or something like that. And then what are we going to do? Are we going to react or are we already have uh, systems in place to stop it? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's no wonder that there's no wonder that they're doing it, you know, and I was, I'll be honest. I was until I had a class of all um, correction officers, I was kind of ignorant to the stuff that was going on in there. You know, it blew my mind that, uh, a soda cap, you know, of tobacco, not, not marijuana, but tobacco goes for $25. Well, no wonder they're flying pounds into it. So we've talked to some facilities that have said, you know, every single day they're seeing, you know, at shift change, two drones fly into their system to drop packages. And, and they really don't know what to do about it and really haven't done anything about it. Exactly. And I think it, part of it's the newness, the new shiny object. They don't know what to do. And then part of it is I don't want to see it happening. So I don't want to, I don't want to admit we have this problem. If I admit that I have this problem, that means I'm not doing, I don't, I'm perceived as not doing my job. So Absolutely. a lot of people, a lot of leadership doesn't want to do that. It's understandable. But on the other hand, you also have to admit that you need help and reach out. And there's some, there's no yeah, we've seen, we've seen that as well, you know, talking to uh, uh, wardens, Hey, you know, here are, and we got lucky, you know, it wasn't me. It was another agency, but they stopped a car. It had two drones. It had pounds and pounds of to, uh, tobacco and, five or six cell phones all packaged with a string so they could go and drop it. And 
you know, I, I wasn't there, but from my understanding, they took this stuff to the warden and he turned the cheek to it. He just, again, he didn't want to realize that, hey, this is a problem and it's going on. That's great. But, you know, the fact that you don't want to recognize it, it's still going to happen. Exactly. No matter how much you uh, put your blinders on, like horse blinders and say, this isn't happening in my place. This isn't happening in my house. There's people on the outside like yourself and your brothers and sisters that are out there on the street that right. see these people that are planning to do it and then successfully do it right right in front of them. So it, it has to, you have to open your eyes and I guess it'll it'll take someone getting hurt inside their facilities to realize. Unfortunately. It. Yeah. That's usually usually unfortunately that's usually what, what it takes to correct that issue. Yes, sir. So where do you see yourself and uh public safety US in five years? Man, that's a that's a crazy question. I mean, we are to be honest. When I when I purchased the company, the the guy who I purchased it from, he was teaching at two schools and two classes at each school a year, so four classes. So when I bought the company, I said, you know, I want to do eight classes. If I can do eight classes the next year, which was uh, 2022, I think it was, I said I'll, I'll feel successful. And we did almost 30 classes in that first year, and we already have that scheduled to the next. So. It's definitely growing. The team's growing. The partnerships are growing, and we've made we've made a lot of connections. And I enjoy meeting people, and you know, going to um, the the UAV uh, commercial expo in Vegas is great. Um, you, again, you, you just meet so much, and there's so much knowledge out there. And to be honest, originally, you know, I said I never want to leave policing. I love what I do. I truly am passionate about law enforcement, and the people that I work with are like family to me. Um, and then, you know, I, I was involved in a critical incident maybe almost a year and a half ago now. Um, it was a shooting. The, the person didn't die. It was, you know, pretty straightforward. But just the politics in the area, I was basically put on ice for a year. Wow. And, and that was that was bad in over a year. But and that was bad enough. Right. Uh, I'm seeing my friends. I can't help them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to an office and, and not, you know doing what I got into law enforcement to do, which was to help people and work with the people around me. And, and that was awful. Uh, to make that worse, you know, I got a call uh, one night on a Sunday night at nine o'clock for my attorney, which is never a good thing, right? And he said, hey, you know, just got to let you know, the rumor is that your stuff's going to grand jury tomorrow. I'm thinking, goodness, you know why? So um, it, it didn't, but it was the most stressful night of my life, stressful for my wife. And said, I, so I said, you know what? If we can grow this big enough, if, you know, the team and I can make this big enough, then, you know, maybe maybe I don't need to be in law enforcement anymore. So kind of uh, see where that's going. And in five years, you know, I can I see that, you know, drone programs are going to get bigger and bigger. DFR or the drone first responder program is is huge right now. There's from my from my knowledge, only one agency in North Carolina has it. It's an agency that's close to me in Winston-Salem. They're having some great success with it, but I really see that that's where law enforcement and public safety is going with it. And I certainly want to, you know, continue to help public safety in every way that I can. You know, we have an indoor flight class that we just rolled out two weeks ago and, you know, seeing people come to that class and not really succeeding at flying a drone indoors. But then that second day that they come, they're doing it by themselves and flying it down hallways and thanking, you know, me for the class and thanking my team for helping them. That That's huge. And, I think that that might, you know, still keep me in the door as far as working with public safety and giving those guys the tools and training that they need and keeping me involved with it. I think that's what you'll need, especially after your experience over the last year and a half, that you'll still be able to help your brothers and sisters in blue and, and the rest of the first responders. 
but you're able to go home at night and uh, right. sit with your wife and have a nice dinner and not worry about people investigating you for looking at them wrong things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, being a police officer is stressful. Having a wife that's in that's a police officer is, is more stressful. But yeah, that's, absolutely. It's a lot of blue lines in the house. So, yes, sir. so thank about uh, thank both of you for what you do there. And uh, thank you. And I know it's it's not easy, especially if you're not on the same shift. So on the same shift you might you don't know what's going on with your your loved one for that uh, eight to 12 hours whatever how many hours you guys do yeah and hoping that they come back and not wind up in a critical incident like you not were. having a phone call is generally a good thing right yeah right <laughs> generally yes <laughs> <laughs> yep so when you uh was anyone else in your family in law enforcement before you or is that just something you hey i want to do this first one first one so you both yes, there too that's yes, good sir. And your wife as well was she the first one in her family she was yeah she actually started as a uh crime scene investigator she has a, a forensics degree and her ultimate dream job is to get into you know this the family victims unit or to be a homicide detective is ultimately her dream job and she'll have no problem getting there but yeah she's the first one that's outstanding so you're both doing great things uh pointing the leading a direction with a, a great career path and now you have a, a path out of it as well so that's yeah. a Perfect for both of you. Yes, so if sir. you can give advice to someone to think about getting into law enforcement, especially in uh, this day and age, if you can give them three tips right now, what would you give them? You know, I keep telling people that, you know, law enforcement is a, a more specialized profession with less qualified individuals, unfortunately. Um, you know, my tips for them would be, you know, don't take anything personal. You know, try to ignore the the politics and, and the drama and the, the, you know, squeaky wheels, so to speak, of the media and go out there and do you and do the best job that you can. You know, that's really what my team and I do. And we honestly love what we do. I go to work and I have fun at work. It's it's not a job to me. Um, and those, those would be probably the best tips that I could give somebody. That's outstanding. And going to a job where you're happy going to it makes it a lot easier to wake up in the morning and wake up and go to that shop, that job, that shift every day and then strap on and go protect the streets of your town or close to your community. And that's, I think that's, there's no better gift that you can give to your community than to serve it. And you're doing it from the law enforcement side. So that's outstanding. Yes, sir. And now I have to ask you tips on business for running. I mean, you're a young businessman now, so, and you have a different approach than most, like you said earlier, if you could give someone tips on starting a business and maybe keeping it afloat and pushing it in the right direction, what would that be? Yeah, I mean, go for it and, and treat people right. You know, that's really what, you know, any of my instructors and I try and do is, you know, we're going to go forward and treat you right. And I tell every single student that comes to the class, I call them students, but, you know, public safety professional that comes to the class, you know, after this class, and I usually try and end it with this, after this class, I'm still a resource for you. The number they get right now is my my personal number. I haven't had anybody abuse it, thank goodness. Um, but you know, hey, if I can help you, you know, in some kind of way, please don't hesitate to text, call, email, whatever. You know, we, all of my team, we're here for you. We want to see you guys succeed, and that's honestly the most rewarding part to this business right now is, you know, having that you know new person in your class. You know, the the poor fellow that his job has, or his, you know, uh, agency has tasked him, Hey, you go to this class and you come back and you set us up a drone team. It's a daunting task. 
But uh, it's been great to see it happen and see it succeed and hear the success stories. We put out a newsletter every month and, and you know, we get success stories from, you know, the agencies that we've taught that we'll put into that. We're having the media go and, you know, hey, we're going to film this department because they found this missing person and we want to get the knowledge out there. That's awesome. It honestly blows my mind every time I go to West Virginia. I have family from there. It's a beautiful state, but it's, you know, the, the largest department, I think, off the top of my head is like 60 people. I've done, you know, 12 classes. I've got another three classes scheduled there. I'm going there in two weeks. You know, it just blows my mind that I'm like, I've had to teach every public safety professional in the state of West Virginia, but we'll keep going with it. And uh, you meet a lot of cool people that way. And it's been a lot of fun. And you branch your network out too. So that's good. You, you re your reach gets a lot further because I'm sure they have people that know people and through their network and your name and your business will, will pop yes, up sir. in their Rolodex as well. Yes, sir. So next question would be, where can people find you to get in contact with you and your team to maybe have you come out to their department? Yeah, I mean, we, we'd love to have people. You know, um, you can easily find us on our uh, Facebook page, Public Safety UAS Institute, our Instagram, Public Safety UAS, our, our Facebook page, Public Safety UAS Institute. I think I said that one, but our, our website, uh, publicsafetyuas.net. Absolutely find us, find our classes. You know, we do the uh, the part 107 class, the indoor flight class, the, the threat of drones class. And we're working on a mapping and traffic reconstruction class right now that, you know, if there's a class that somebody wants to see, we're going to make it happen for them. We're going to get it to them. Uh, we have people reach out to us this week from Ohio. Uh, we've just made this partnership with uh, Blue Shield Tactical that, you know, is he has a, a strong footprint in the you know United States. We're going to work with him to get these classes, you know, everywhere that we can. Awesome. And the website is scrolling across the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, David, thank you again for agreeing to come on and uh, yes, be your first podcast. So this is outstanding. <laughs> I'm glad to be your stepping stool, your stepping yeah. off point there for until you get the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> there, don't forget us, little guys, and uh, keep doing the great things you're doing. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. And, uh, we'll be back in uh, two and two. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 